We were able to attend the uh, memorial services of Aaron Lowe yesterday. Um, it was a great service. Uh, thanks go out to our administration for making it possible, for essentially taking the entire team and all the staff uh, to Dallas for the service. And so uh, it was uh, good to be able to be there and, and support that. And, and uh, it was a, like I said, it was a great service and, and uh, it was good to uh, have our whole team there. Uh, as far as the uh, last game, uh, played ex exceptionally well on Saturday night. Really, it was a breakout game, I guess you could say, for our offense. And that was really the difference in the game was the way our offense played. Uh, that's what uh, we're capable of. And it was good to see us play up to our potential. Um, quarterback Cam Rising had an outstanding night, put up great numbers, uh, nearly 80% completion percentage. and. Uh, nearly 11 yards per attempt, which is an outstanding figure. Didn't turn the ball over. And so that was really uh, good to see the offense uh, have the success they did. Uh, threw for over 300, rushed for 180-ish. So close to 500 yards of total offense, 42 points, zero turnovers. You're not going to lose many games doing that. Uh, defensively, didn't play quite as sharp as, as we have been. Um, kind of the same problem we've had with USC over the years, inability to make enough plays on the ball up the field. We got to make more plays on the ball up the field. That's not just on our secondary. Uh, got to do a better job disrupting the quarterback with our defensive line, getting him knocked off of his spot and not letting him sit back there and get comfortable. Uh, and then the under coverage by the backers, you know, it all ties together. So when I say not making enough plays up the, up the field, it's not just one, one uh, issue with that. Uh, Arizona State this week, good football team, first place in the uh, Pac-12 South, 3-0. and um, They're uh, solid across the board. Uh, quarterback is dynamic, very balanced on offense. Uh, good running back, good receiving core. Offensive line is, is playing well. Defensively, they're playing well. And so there really is not uh, any weakness that uh, you can really uh, pick apart. I mean, we got to play exceptional football uh, this weekend, and, and uh, it should be a Hopefully, a great matchup. So, questions? Kyle, of course, there's, you know, everyone's going to have a camera on their mind, but is there a sense that there was some closure coming out of yesterday? There was, and that was another positive thing about it is the closing, the closure aspect of it, um, and uh, being able to uh, just uh, have a, a, a service that was able to accomplish that. So, yes. How do you make up this week and since you had to do that travel today? Yeah, we brought the players in uh, Sunday uh, late afternoon evening to uh, their day off was yesterday. And so the, we just, it was really the short version is it was a matter of flip flopping uh, Monday's routine to Sunday and Sunday to Monday. And so we're hopefully back on track now, maybe still a couple hours behind, but, but we backed up practice uh, about an hour today and meeting so we can catch up a little bit in that respect. Thought his performance was outstanding. Uh, second time he's gone over 100 yards this year. Of course, the opener against Weber was the was the first time, and those are the only two games where we really got extensive carries to be able to do that. But as you mentioned, the the ball security was outstanding, and that's what we were looking for. That was really the only, uh, well, the primary thing that Tavian needed to work on, and and uh, at least for that game, seemed to get that corrected. So if that continues, he'll continue to get the ball and 
and if we can continue to get that production out of them, that uh, is a big uh, help to our offense. You, it's been two years since you saw Jaden Daniels. The first year you bottled him up pretty well. You're obviously familiar with him, having recruited him. Mm -hmm. what, what's changed maybe from two years ago, 2019, to now? And, and how do you think you can, he's, he's changed in a way that could be more of an uh, old weapon against you guys? Well, he's. Uh, Two more years experience, that's probably the biggest thing. His style of play has not changed. He's very uh, dynamic, as I said earlier, and, and able to uh, make plays uh, with his legs. I mean, he can extend the play as good as any quarterback in the country. And uh, he's, a, he's a good thrower as well. He's a true dual threat. And so just uh, two years of, of maturation and experience in their system and uh, just tightened up uh, his entire game. And so he's an uh, outstanding player, and, and uh, we got to have a try to have an answer for him. Did it feel on Saturday like Devon Bailey finally kind of broke out? Obviously, he, he caught the flea flicker. He had, I think, four catches. Did it feel like something was happening? It did. It did. And he uh, has, has practiced exceptionally well and, and made plays in practice. And it was great to see that translate into a game and, and uh, target him a few more times than we have been. And, and he responded and made the plays, and that's that's who we believe he can be uh, week in and week out. If uh, you know, hopefully that's what will happen. You're getting a lot of production out of your sophomores and freshmen. Obviously, last year was kind of a tune-up for that. But what, what does that mean for your program, knowing that you have a lot of these guys that are in key roles right now? Well, it bodes well for the future. I mean, these guys, uh, you know, on paper at least, have uh, three or four more years uh, with us, and and uh, it's uh, a good nucleus to. Uh, you know, for the for the next year's team, but but uh, you know we've got uh, some really good upperclassmen this year. I mean, you know, it's kind of a blend this year, but more, and and I'm sure most teams in the country are, are in a similar situation with everything everything getting backed up uh, one year eligibility wise by the COVID year, and so it's not unique to us. But we we probably have a higher percentage than most teams of those uh, sophomore and freshman kids that are. Uh, playing for us. Kyle, I wanted to go back a little bit to the service, seeing you know Coach Shaw, some of your players getting up there to go speak. Just what were some of the emotions as you were watching them? Well, it was very emotional, and uh, I thought they all did a great job. Coach Shaw was exceptional, uh, as were our players, and, and it was good to see uh, you know them get up and be able to express themselves, and and uh, it's not easy. That's not an easy thing, and, and it's tough emotionally, and. And uh, I thought they all handled it well and did a good job. Coach, um, before Tegan came to Utah, you know, obviously he was in two programs before that. He sort of had a little bit of a windy road to get here. Um, how have you kind of tried to keep up his confidence while he's kind of been struggling with ball security um, kind of lately, obviously, before the USC game? Yeah, good question. I think Coach McDonald has done an exceptional job of handling that situation because Tavion. Uh, rightfully so, has been a little frustrated at times, and and Coach McDonald has done a great job of uh, coaching him and and communicating with him and and uh, bringing him along. And you're right, he's been in a couple programs prior to here, but but he's really he's a great kid and wants to be great uh, on the field. And uh, we just uh, you know has a very high ceiling as you as you have seen when he does get extensive carries, and so we just need to continue to bring him along and, and uh, help him become a complete back, which ball security, pass, uh, pass protection pickups, you know, blitz pickups, that type of thing are, are in that equation as well. And, and uh, he's on the right track right now, we believe. You know, we'll, we'll see, knock on wood, but, but he's made a lot of progress. And, and hopefully his contribution becomes 
increasingly uh, more during the course of the last half of the season. Piggybacking off that, with the running backs, obviously you've, you've mixed it up a lot. You've had a lot of different looks. Is it more just going with a hot hand, or is it how, how are you trying to balance that out and give guys? I'd say right now the hot hand is probably the, the best way to describe it. Um, nobody has really settled in and just taken over. Makai's had his moments. T.J. Pledger had a great game you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, you've seen Tavion a couple times, or in a couple games, have, uh, have uh, extensive production. Um, Chris Curry really hasn't gotten untracked quite yet, but he's, he's a valuable member of our team. He's a, he's a great teammate. He's got a great attitude. His work ethic is contagious uh, throughout the position group. And so they're all bringing something to the table. But right now, uh, as you mentioned, it's just kind of who's, who's got the, the, uh, the momentum and the hot hand at the, you know, in any given week. Coach, it seemed like the offensive line played really well against USC. What are your thoughts on that group of I'm glad you brought that up. I should have said that. That was really, uh, you know, the, it all starts up front. And the offensive line had their best game of the season. And uh, it was great to see. That's what we know they can be, is what you saw on Saturday. And uh, again, like several other things we talked about, that needs to continue. If we're going to have a chance to, to compete for a, a South title, then, then uh, that production and that level of play has to continue. Following up on that, since Braden Daniels moved out to right tackle, it seems like the line has really kind of settled in. Is that, do you feel like you've found your best five? I think so, and it's really uh, best six or seven. You know, Bam would be in that category. Paul Miley would be in that that group. And so I think, that, and as you mentioned, it seemed to solidify things when when Braden did move outside and, and get everyone settled in. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we can continue to get the production that we got uh, Saturday night. You were obviously banged up a couple of weeks ago um, with, with the secondary and uh, mm -hmm. safety position specifically. Kamoe Latu obviously got a little bit more play. What, what, are, you, what are you seeing from that group and, and being able to kind of Take that next step, obviously. Yeah, still a little beat up back there. We don't have all the guys at our disposal. Uh, you didn't see Cole Bishop on Saturday. Limited uh, Brandon McKinney. Uh, you know, he played, you know, a decent amount of snaps, but he was not 100%. Um, but that group needs to continue to uh, to perform. And uh, I thought they performed pretty good on Saturday most of the time. Like I said, there's balls up the field that we feel like we should have made plays on. But uh, Kamoi Latu, as you mentioned, he was the uh, Pac-12 Freshman of the Week. And so that's a, a great honor. In fact, we had uh, four awards. Cam Rising was uh, Offensive Player of the Week, as well as a uh, Davey O'Brien Final Eight or Elite Eight, however they term that. And then uh, Devin Lloyd was uh, the Lot uh, Defender of the Week. And so we had uh, some good, good recognition, uh, Pac-12-wise and nationally, for, for our guys. Uh, that's a good question. He's played some really good games. Um, Clark is still uh, working some technique and fundamental things out that, that once he gets all that down, he's going to be even better. But he certainly showed up and had a tough assignment. I mean, that kid is a, a heck of a ball player that he was covering for most of the night. And so I guess there's an argument for that, but he's had some other really good performances as well. I'd have to you know, take some time to research that to give you a clear-cut answer. Just to follow up what you said, though, if he can deal with a guy like Drake London, is there optimism that he, you know, he won't see a, a tougher assignment than that and everything is kind of going downhill maybe? Well, I don't know about going downhill. He's got to continue to work and get better. But, but that was uh, a great litmus test, I guess, is the, maybe the, the words that uh, of, as 
far as where he is as a corner right now. And like you said, if he can, if he can hold up now, when you say hold up, you know, the kid still caught what 18 balls or 16 balls. But, but uh, Clark did do a good job. We're pleased with what Clark did in that game, and and uh, we still think that his best days are ahead of him. Though. After a tough non-conference stretch, and then now two and zero in conference play, how proud are you of your guys for essentially turning? Around. Exceptionally proud, and uh, you know our goal at the beginning of the year is to win the Pac-12, and and uh, so far in this barely getting into the conference play, we're we're in good shape at this point. Uh, still got a lot of tough games ahead, a lot of them, and so we just got to continue to play it one week at a time, and and uh, if we can continue to make progress, it was great. The biggest thing coming out of that game last uh, on Saturday was the offensive, the way the offense played, and the way they showed up and, and performed up to their capabilities. But if we win a few more, nobody will be here, right? <laughs> we'll get out. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, you've talked a lot about Cameron Reyes and his personality, his leadership, mm-hmm. the fact that he's an alpha dog. Do you feel like the guys around him, the offense, um, and even the defense, are starting to kind of mirror his personality and his confidence in what he brings to the table? I do, and I think that's, that's a good uh, – take and a good uh, observation and he's uh, the kind of guy that is infectious with his leadership and his attitude and his juice that he brings to the table and and that is permeating through the rest of the team. Uh, the Pac-12 tends to get chaotic, right? Sometimes there's no dominant team and, and we're kind of seeing that play out here so far this season. Who do you believe is the best team in the Pac-12 right now? From what <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question, but <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think the best team right now that we is Arizona State, the team we're playing this week. And so in the next week, it'll be whoever the next team is. So, so it's uh, like you said, it's it's uh, it's so competitive in this league, and and uh, there are no undefeated teams left, right? Uh, overall, yeah, there's no nobody left that doesn't have a a loss uh, overall in the season, but. But uh, it's a very balanced league. You got to bring your A game every week, and every single week you're going to see scores that really surprise you. And uh, so it, it shouldn't surprise you anymore, but it does. And so that's just the way, the nature of the beast in our conference. These games have always kind of been pretty chippy, the Utah Arizona State games. I mean, is there anything to that, like a rivalry type sense, or is it what, what, what's kind of the, the attitude? You know, I think there's a somewhat of a rivalry rivalry feel. Uh, and we have it with SC as well, but but uh, you know, just I think really when you've had some close games in the series and and a little bit of back and forth, that lends itself towards that feeling.